And welcome to the Haunted Heart Podcast. With your hosts, Kenny and Katie. Yes, we are here bringing you another spooky episode this week. We and we're are. excited. The last spooky episode of 2020, actually. Yes. If you weren't aware. Mm-hmm. So the very we, last. They're they're very excited. Yes. And we're closing it out. We're closing it out with a bang. We're closing it out with some fun. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have a good time today. It's a Katie episode. Is it a good time? It, we're going to have a good time today. Is it a good time? Look, we, we got to be on these good vibes heading into 2021. So we're going to be on the good good vibe train. Miss me with that bullshit. Hit me with them good vibes. Okay. Absolutely. That's the slogan of 2021. Absolutely. Yeah. So this week I thought that we would have a little bit of fun. Okay. If we're, if we're ready. Just, Are we ready? I just hate when you say that because it's like, I never know if this is like actual fun or if it's like awful fun. It's like one of those MLM marketing uh, or multi-level marketing like calls where they're like, this business is so fun. It's all you, about fun and friends and fresh and financial freedom. Financial freedom. Be your own boss. Hashtag CEO. Hashtag girl boss. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> we should do an episode on MLMs. That would be a fun time. Noted. We'll put that. It, it, I mean, it is a kind of horror. I'm going to tell you, it is very much a horror story. 2021. I just don't know if I books. could get through all like the hun, all the hun talk involved in that. I don't know. If you guys are interested in that, let us know. Hauntedheartpodcast at gmail.com. Put it at the end <laughs> front of it, though. The hauntedheartpodcast yes. at gmail.com. Please, please email the right. Don't, don't, go ahead and don't right email way. hauntedheartpodcast at gmail.com because we don't know her. We don't know her. We're not responsible for her. No. Mm-mm. But anyway, are you ready to get into this week's topic? I'm ready. I am strapped in this chair, this wonderful velvety chair. I'm sitting crisscross applesauce. The pink lights are on. Pink lights are on. We're both a little sweaty. Shades are drawn. We're ready. It's a lot. This is what we do every week. I've got my coffee, my Irish cream, cold brew. I'm good to go. I won't be drinking it, though. Okay. Well, let's get into it. Let's do it. The night holds terror too horrible to be seen. From out of the shadows, something's coming. Do you think you're really safe all alone in your nice warm house? (laughs) Well, look outside. It's at your door. And it's coming to take you away on a journey into terror. Call now. $1.50 for the first minute. 35 cents each additional minute. Okay, so this week, I'm asking that we all cast our minds back in time to the days of cable. Because as an adult, I can't afford that shit. Specifically, 
I'm asking you to think of watching late night TV as a kid, the glamour and mystery of staying up late long after everyone else has gone to bed, watching reruns of decades old TV shows or true crime programming in my case, in an all out protest against bedtime. Inevitably, every time I stayed up late to binge watch crap TV after about midnight, I was practically assaulted by those weird phone sex line commercials. It would begin with like weird silky curtains blowing in the breeze. And sure enough, I'd hear the dulcet tones fading in. Well, hello there. So that's not what we're talking about today. (laughs) But we are talking about a very different kind of 1-900 number. Today, we're going to explore a couple of the most popular horror hotlines of the 1980s. And trust me, it's going to be a good time. I didn't know those existed. Yes. I did not know that was a thing. Horror hotlines? Yes. So so I don't know what it says about me as a person, but while I was very aware of the phone sex lines, I had actually never really heard of horror hotlines before I started my research on this episode. Yeah. I think there were a couple of them as I was researching that I had heard, like, they were sort of like a lore to me. Like, Mm -hmm. I had heard people talking about them, but I didn't have any, like, direct... I guess, connection with them. So it was really kind of fun for me. Yeah. So I, I remember, you know, growing up and you fall, fall asleep and then you wake up in the middle of the night, but see, I never, I never saw that on TV. I I saw them all the the time. Yes. I just woke up to like the sounds of Inuyasha, like Mm. (laughs) playing on adult swim. Yeah. Well, that was a little bit later. I'm talking about like way early. Yeah, that's true. Or the, um, what else used to come on? Um, oh, those old, like, soundtracks, like, sounds of, like, the Caribbean. Oh, yeah. Or whatever, yes. you know, would come on. Or, like, Celine Dion or something like that. Yeah. Always those. The where you anthology can buy albums. Mm-hmm. Yes. They should do one for 2020. Sounds of 2020. And it's just, <laughs> and it's like, just screaming. screaming in the distance. It's just screaming, sirens, and just terror. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But, no, apparently... Horror hotlines were a big deal um, in a specific time in our past. So horror hotlines tended to be 900 numbers, meaning that they charged by the minute, much like the phone sex hotlines, which have moved online, by the way. You're still around. They're just online. Just online? Yeah. I'm thinking about moonlighting for a phone sex line. (laughs) Can you imagine? Can you imagine if you were a listener and you just called into a phone sex line and all of a sudden it was like, well, hello? Well, well, you know what? The brilliance or the brilliant idea would be to do that, but it would just direct them to a live feed of the show. Yeah. You know, (laughs) that might be the marketing plan 2021. (laughs) It's what we're doing. Look out for it. So, yeah. So apparently the first 900 number went into operation in 1977 uh, when then President Jimmy Carter took phone calls live for two hours during an Ask President Carter radio event. But horror hotlines didn't become popular until the late 1980s when it became profitable for the average person to run a 900 number. In 1987, AT&T launched a national program that allowed the people who supplied the audio content callers heard when they dialed in to 900 numbers to make money to the tune of up to $2 for the first minute and smaller yet still substantial sums for each additional minute. Once people realized how lucrative such an operation could really be, there was a mad dash to set up 900 numbers. 
However, increased regulation in the mid-90s led to a tapering off of 900 numbers, especially the ones aimed at kids. Seems like one too many Timmies across the country dialed up the old horror hotline on the cord phone after mom and dad had gone to sleep, resulting in one hell of a scare when the phone bill arrived in the mail later that month. Oh, I could imagine. I'd be so- Timmy, we need to have a talk. Can you imagine the ass that you would have gotten, that both, either of us would have gotten as a child? Uh, a thousand percent. Yeah. I, was always a, I was always a good child. I never did anything to warrant said ass beating but i could only imagine yeah the one thing if you're running up that phone bill that's money that's, that's money, money honey that's like when you mess the, with the temperature with the dad in oh, the house yeah, right true. don't mess with the temperature gauge yes don't be calling no horror hotlines don't be doing that although i don't know as a parent i'd be mad because but like a money, little proud but mm-hmm, but like just a little proud mm-hmm. a little proud yeah So for that reason, in 1993, the Federal Trade Commission made it illegal to advertise 900 numbers to children under the age of 12 unless they belonged to bona fide educational services. What a snooze fest, honestly. Bona fide educational services. I wonder if we would qualify, because technically we like to try to operate within the space of edutainment, right? We're entertaining you, but we're also educating you. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. We, we could have our 1-900 number. And sometimes we really push that line, of the education line. I mean, listen, I, I believe that we go places where few are brave enough to go. That's true. And That's true. I just feel like the general public needs to know about things like about breatharians trying to get energy getting, through their assholes, getting sunlight through your bum hole. I mean, that's important knowledge, right? Because otherwise... How would I know about that? How would I know that that exists? How would I know? I would just go out here and just live my life not knowing that not knowing do that. But somewhere somebody is sunning their asshole. And I don't want to live my life not knowing that. <laughs> I want to know every time. I want to get a call every time somebody does that. I'm still waiting for the letters from the Breatharians, by the way. Oh, God. Um, I'm looking at you, YouTube. Well, you saw in the Facebook group where uh, I posted a thing. It was a... You, you remember that um, old song, It Was Still My Sunshine? Oh, yeah. By, from the uh, 90s. Yeah. yeah. And I made a Breatharian comment that that was like the intro video to like Breatharianism 101. And then Facebook was like, nah, bro. Facebook took it off. They're like, yeah. Mm-mm, Mm-mm. can't do that. They were like, nope. Apparently, Lynn is like really on their copyright, apparently. <laughs> Who knows? Glad we didn't use that song in the episode. So anyway, back to horror hotlines. Within that, so the FTC cracks down on things in 1993, but within the six-year period from 1987 when it became profitable to have a 900 number and 1983 when the crackdown happened, the golden era of horror hotlines was born. If you wanted to hear a spooky story told to you by your favorite horror movie villain, a horror hotline can make that happen. If you wanted to hear bad jokes starring monsters, they had that for you too. A few of them were even interactive, prompting the listener to press buttons throughout the story in a sort of choose-your-own-adventure format. Bitch, I love that. I know. Like, as I was researching this, I was like, how expensive would it be for us to have a number that's just, like, free for people to call and, like, plug the show? But, like, do a choose-your-own-adventure? Choose like, how amazing would that but be? But just recordings of us? Yes. And then I was like, that sounds like uh, a lot of work. <laughs> or maybe not. Who knows? Who knows what 2021 will hold? 
You just dial in and it's whole episodes that you just listen it's to. It's just us sound checking, actually. That's what it is. Oh, God. Now that's a real horror story. <laughs> so I figured that this week we would take a listen to some of these horror hotlines for some good old fashioned nostalgia. First up is 1 900 909 DARE. Let's have a listen. 976 Evil. See the terror in your local movie theater. Now hear the horror on your telephone. Dial this number for your horror scope. Eerie stories of horror and fright. Supernatural thrillers of evil in the night. The future was never so terrifying. Dial now. We dare you. <laughs> Two dollars the first minute, 45 cents each additional minute. Children, get your parents' permission before you dial. So in 1989, there was a horror film called 976 Evil, directed, funny enough, by Robert England, Freddy Krueger himself. Yep, 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 yep. So that film arrived in movie theaters uh, in Britain. I actually think it was 1988 or it might have even been 87, but it didn't get here to the U.S. until 1989. And it took the idea of the 1980s horror hotline and asked, what if calling said hotline opened up an avenue for Satan to possess you? (laughs) A fair question. I mean, honestly, like, what if? You never know. What if? So the movie was understandably probably not well received by critics at the time. The Washington Post said it could have just as well have been called Dial M for Monotony. Well, I want to know who who was the queer who wrote that? <laughs> I want to know. I want to know because listen, fam, I need you to. That's great, actually. That's brilliant. I mean, as it's much really as I good. don't like, I want to watch it. I mean, as much as I want, but like, dial M for monotony. Like, okay, that's good. I get it. It, w- it was the library is now open. <laughs> that was a read. <laughs> I'm into it. 100%. If I had created something and that was the review that I had gotten, I would a thousand percent just be like, all right. Okay. I accept Fair. it. I accept Fair it. Fair point. Yeah. And then I'd put it on a t-shirt and sell it. <laughs> like we do with our YouTube comments. <laughs> yes. So even though the movie wasn't, uh, didn't have a great reception, it did spawn an actual horror hotline, one 909 dare which much like the hotline in the film, imparted to you a horror scope every time you called. I love that because we're mixing, is it so like astrology Yeah. with horror. And I love that they were like, they were smart enough to be like, hey, make sure you get your parents' permission first. Right? Oh, all the ads Before say that, but like, you know, it didn't happen. That's, you know, it tell you what. Happen. So this was what, in the 80s? Late 80s, early 90s. Late yeah. 80s, early 90s, $2 a minute. It was pretty high. That's it. That's a little steep. Yeah. That's a little steep. $2 a minute and then 45 cents for each additional minute. Mm-hmm. Um, How long is the story going to take? Exactly. Who knows? Because they were banking on if you have a story, like they are banking on an X amount of dollars that it's going to take to get you through that. So mm-hmm. each phone call is probably equitable to a certain dollar amount. Mm-hmm. Right. Which is crazy. Exactly. But I'm going to tell you what, I love it. Yeah. I mean, it's a good model. I mean, we should we should do this with the podcast. But dare. That's weird to me because I, I'm imagining school <laughs> yeah. Like the Dare Lion, so yes. I'm imagining this as like an anti-drug hotline. What was the What was the slogan? Like Dare to resist drugs and alcohol? Was that it? Dare to resist, dr- yeah, drugs and I don't. I don't know. I it don't didn't know. stick. Apparently, <laughs> it, it, most it did not stick. It most didn't definitely didn't um, stick. <laughs> oh well. Dare. All I remember is that it was a lion. That's true. It was they had the little stuffed ones that you yeah. could win. But I never the, won one though. 
That's what I'm that's what I'm reminded of when when they say dare. So that's an interesting choice of the dare hotline. Mm -hmm. Apparently, because it was based off the movie 976 Evil. Apparently, like 976 Evil was taken, I guess. I don't know. Or maybe it. I'm not sure. Um, Who who has it? (laughs) Who knows? Me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So you ready to listen to another one? Uh, Fuck. Yeah. Throw it at me. I love them. The foam zombies are very, very dead, but they're not in their graves, and they're not walking the night. They're in the phone line, and they've got your number! One bears, dial 1-900-490-DEAD. Randomly selected callers get to talk to me live, in the flesh. When you reach me, you'll wish you never called. Only $2 a call. Okay, so this one we have a flat rate going on, $2 a call. So just a flat one-time $2 a call. Great, great model. Love that. But this kind of just sounds like I would be calling and talking to, like, my crazy uncle. Somebody with, like, like, roid rage. (laughs) Yes, a thousand percent. Like, this sounds like I'm talking to, like, they gave some homeless man on the street or on the subway a job, which is great. Love that. For that. Yeah, love that. Absolutely. But it sounds like they just picked up someone off the side of the street and was like, I need you to be just crazy. Just scream into this And phone. just scream into this mic and pretend to be a zombie or podcaster. Yeah. What, I mean, what was he it trying to be? It sounds like, like you're a- talking to someone who's driving through the state of Maryland. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, that's what it sounds like to me. Pretty much. So what we just heard was an advertisement for 1-900-490-DEAD, also known as the zombie hotline. The gimmick with this one is that you wouldn't always be listening to a simple recording. At random, callers would sometimes be connected with a live zombie, which is kind of ironic because they're undead. Mm-hmm. Or at least somebody playing one. This one seems like a 10 out of 10 to me. I mean, if you just listen to the ad, quote, the phone zombies are very, very dead, but they're not in their graves and they're not walking the night. They're in the phone lines and they've got your number. (laughs) I mean, I would 100% call. We're maxing out that visa, honey. So the question is, is that is this just any like call center Ever. I would work there. You know what I mean? No, but like having worked in a call center for a total of less than 30 days, you're kind of like a zombie anyway. So like are all call centers just zombies? Maybe. Filled with zombies. If that's what happens, lean into it. You know, if you work in a call center, I encourage you to. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't lose your job. (laughs) Please don't lose your job. Um, Not in the middle of a pandemic. We don't need you to lose your job. No, but consider it. Maybe. (laughs) Well, what, what what is the point of talking to a zombie? Like, what is the purpose? What are they going to tell you? What life lessons are they going to give? What is the intent? I don't know. Maybe behind it. Maybe the true lessons in life can only be learned from the undead. I'm seeing now in my mind like a crossover between the zombie hotline and like Miss Cleo, and and they're like blending and like yeah. the psychic hotline and the zombie hotlines kind of like come together, and then it's like this zombie fortune teller. Who's like giving you the tea about uh-huh. your man cheating on you? Okay. That could be marketable. Let's put a pin in that one. <laughs> put a pin in it. Talk about that one later. <laughs> I just don't, um, I don't know. See, for me, I'd have to get, some, like, I just don't, in, in rating this advertisement, I'm just not sensing the 
Like, I don't know what I'm getting. You know what I mean? As opposed to the other ones where we talked about horror astrology, right? Mm. And what was the other one? It was horror astrology. Oh, it was just spooky stories. And And I think this one is very much the same because they're they're all sort of very much in that same vein of like telling you a spooky story over the phone, which is sort of kind of like this podcast. It was it's sort of in a way a little bit of the early model of a podcast, except they're getting lots of money and we get no money. (laughs) I would I would just be concerned. So as the owner of this hotline, I would just be very concerned about who it is you're hiring and bringing on like to talk please, to children to talk oh, yes. to children i mean oh, make yes. sure that you have vetted this zombie thoroughly okay i mean are we talking and also like there's so many other variables here i mean are we talking about are these like walking dead zombies or are these like you know Day like the, the 28 dead zombies? days later are zombies 28 day later zombies or the are they uh world, world war z zombies like do you uh, who knows who knows it could there could be a huge variety. Maybe you press press a button for your preference. Maybe. I just want them. I just want there to be a voice that when you call and it's just like they're coming to get you, but it's your name instead of Barbara. Mm-hmm. But then it's like that weird automated version of a name. So it's like they're coming to get you, and they pronounce it wrong. Me, <laughs> yes, <laughs> me. Yes, very good. We'll have to work on that one. Okay, so this next one, I'm very excited to share with you. This one might technically, we've talked about how these things are sort of similar to podcasts on a different sort of scale. This might technically be a precursor to the Haunted Heart podcast. So I'm just preparing you now. If this is us, like (laughs) if we play this, if you play this for me, and this is our voice playing back to us from the late 80s, early 90s, I'm going to be so stoked. I mean, it's close. It kind of reminds me of you. So let's have a listen. Oh, wonderful. Hey, I'm no numbskull, so call me at 1-900-909-2233, and you'll hear the funniest monster jokes like, what's a vampire's favorite sport? Basketball. (laughs) Or the one about the ghoul who missed her mummy. (laughs) You'll also find out how to get these scary street signs featuring my friends Dracula, Wolfman, and Frankenstein. It costs $2.45 for a two-minute message, so ask your mom or dad if it's okay before you call 1-900-909-2233. I'm dying to make you laugh. (laughs) I'm concerned for my safety and the safety and well-being of others. (laughs) This is a little too manic for me, a little too crazy. (laughs) And you know what, though? It kind of reminds me a little bit of going back when I was in middle school. I actually did part of the morning announcements. And so they got like a group of kids who would always do the morning announcements and we'd always do different parts. And I went completely out of my personality and signed up for this (laughs) at the time. Right. Mm -hmm. And decided to do... I was like, it would be a great idea to do like a daily joke to read over the morning announcements every morning. So what I did, you were, we were building upon that whole comedy (laughs) horror podcast Uh moment. Yep. So they were like, oh, I'm funny. (laughs) No, girl, I went to the library and pulled out a joke book. I I had and I had it and I was like writing down my notes. I was like, all (laughs) right, research. A little bit of Virgo came out. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Now thinking back, now looking back, it was a little precursor to early podcaster uh-huh. behavior. That's exactly what we do now. We go to the library. We get a joke book. <laughs> we pull it out. 
we we pray to whoever's listening to help us be funny. Be funny. And so I pulled out this, I had this little book and I had my little note, a uh, little notebook. And then I'd have on Mondays, this would be the joke and I'd highlight it or whatever. And um, so I would do the uh, joke at the end, the very end. And then another student would do this weird, like laugh. It was like <laughs> at the very end. <laughs> I'm sorry. We should really get that as a soundbite. And- it was so awful. I thought it was such a great idea, but I remember like walking back to class and then everyone just like looking at me and they're like, that wasn't funny. It wasn't your tribe. It, you wasn't, know? it wasn't your tribe. I wasn't there yet. You know what I mean? Wasn't yeah. there yet, but it, it's a great foundation. It's a great foundation. But they, I remember someone, because someone in class was like, those aren't funny. And I like it hurt me. You were like, I am an artist. And I think from that, I, you know what? I might have just had a revelation here. That might have been what has started my like <laughs> closing in on myself. Oh, God. <laughs> Going into high school now, now that I think about it. Jesus, I did not realize that I was coming to a therapy session today. And that's the beauty of it. <laughs> I've structured all of this for you. <laughs> this is your intervention. <laughs> so be crazy. point being, I get it. Just a little manic for me. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of energy. There's a lot to process. There's a lot coming at you. Also, potentially, again, another crazy person that we have hired. Yes. Yes. I mean, I don't necessarily know. This is a very short period of time we're talking about here, like five or six years. So clearly the FTC saw a need to step in. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's a lot going on in this five to six years. So if you if you fall into the age bracket that you were like right there during that time, I'm I'm sorry for you. Yeah. Maybe there will be an ad on TV that will be like, if you were subjected to inappropriate treatment via horror hotline of the late 80s, early 90s, call this number. Call 1-900-909-DARE for a settlement. Um, Yeah, so unlike a lot of the other hotlines that we looked at, this one is actually sort of a franchise. A company called Teleline, operating out of Los Angeles in the 1980s, ran a number of somewhat generic spooky hotlines. Generic in that they didn't use a vanity phone number like 1-900-FEAR or 1-900-909-DARE or whatever. The commercial that we just heard was for 1-900-909-2233, which was a hotline owned by Teleline. The jokes these hotlines told were excruciatingly bad, but that's what makes them so good. What's a vampire's favorite sport? Casketball. <laughs> it, I don't know. Casket. I don't know. It's the stuff of wonders. I go to bed Who wrote every this? night dreaming of jokes that good for this show they uh they're bound to have gotten like some dad or like i imagine like a room full of dads yes that was their writer writing team Uh it was just a table of dads. i just picture it so you walk in and then there's like this very clinical setting type office space with a bunch of like brown tabletops like the kind you have from the late 80s early 90s uh metal chairs and there's like pads and pencils like cups with pencils mm-hmm. all over the place and it's just a room full of dads and then there's like a poster on the board that's like be funny be, fu- be think funny horror be funny yes think funny be funny horror oh you mean the same sign that we have hanging in our studio <laughs> yes yes <laughs> that sign that's what i imagine yeah and honestly 
I'm into it. Yeah. I, I mean, it's good. It's good. Um, also, all of the commercials for Telelines Horror Hotlines featured these terrifying puppets who would speak directly into the camera. But they were like the bad, like late 80s puppets. So like the eyes were like, it's clear that it was manual and it was like made out of like wood. And there was like a string that you would pull. So the eyes move in a really uncomfortable way. And they're always really emphasized. And so they would talk directly at you into the camera. And the puppet in the clip you just heard was a skeleton. So. I'm not, I'm not one for puppets. Yeah. Oh, it gets you? Uncanny Valley? Uh, so kind of referencing some of our, kind of referencing our previous episode on like toys and stuff like that. I had a little, one of those little ventriloquist pup, like mm, puppet mm-hmm. type things from, um, catalog or something i don't know what made me like i was like mom i want this and i got it it was really creepy and then you regretted it immediately regretted it immediately (laughs) that's like every time i ask for goosebumps choose your own adventure novel i yeah i just something about puppets even the um so what were those uh back in the i guess it was late 80s it was the what hr puffin stuff is that what they were called i think oh my gosh they were so terrifying huh I think that's what they were called. HR puff and stuff. Yes. And they were these just like, no, that's not it. That's not it. That's some monster that I don't know what that is. But <laughs> there were these really weird, uh, just like puppet things. Even Sesame Street, I was not into. Oh, I loved me some Sesame Mm-mm. Street. Sesame Street was my jam. Nope. nope. I was all about the Sesame Street. I was into it. So I have one more clip for you. Okay. To bring it home for us. And this is our last horror hotline of the evening. I'm bringing you none other than 1-900-660-FRED. Fred? That's right, folks. One, two, Freddy's coming for you. You thought you killed me. Freddy Krueger will never die. I'm closer than you think. Just a phone call away. Dial this number and prepare to be scared. And I'm always around, everywhere. So dial this number now if you dare. Join the Freddy Fan Club. Freddy Krueger has a special message just for you. A dollar fifty for the first minute, thirty-five cents each additional minute. So I've saved this one for last because it's sort of iconic. Oh yes. The research is pretty spotty for a few of these horror hotlines. Most of my research has been pulled from a single incredible source that's a familiar favorite here on the show, the Ghost in My Machine blog. Definitely go check it out. But the Freddy Krueger horror hotline has been the subject of tons of articles online. And it kind of makes sense that this would be the king of horror hotlines because think about the time period we're in. This is the 1980s, specifically the late 80s and early 90s. When Nightmare on Elm Street came out in 1984, it was an unexpected smash hit, and the rest of the late 80s were jam-packed with Freddy action and four sequels being released back-to-back between 1985 and 1989 and two more movies following in 1991 and 1994. It makes sense, then, that a hotline promising callers an opportunity to speak to the man himself would be a hit. This is most definitely King for me like Mm -hmm. this is pinnacle of hotline and actually this is one that i vaguely remember Mm -hmm. um 
but only just now like remembered that that was a thing. Yeah, same, um, same. As I was researching it, I was like, mm, did I hear about this one or do I, I just yeah. feel like I did? Like, well, I because I've watched a few um, documentaries on the franchise, and I think I think I remember them referencing this particular commercial because there was a commercial for it. There were a bunch, actually. Um, yeah, so there was a commercial for it, and I think I remember them referencing it in the documentary about the whole franchise. And I just am so upset that, like, I was not, like, I was not present, you know, mm. old enough. What time? Mm-hmm. So I was not. I mean, it was <laughs> I was born in 89, girl. We're yeah. not, I wasn't alive. Yeah. But um, I hate that. You certainly weren't making any calls. I wasn't making any calls, no. <laughs> Maybe on, like, your your toy phone. It's like, one nine hundred. But for today, I mean, honestly, we have to think about that scene in A Nightmare um, on Elm Street where the phone turned into a tongue. Mm -hmm. And I'm just saying, could Freddy also operate as a phone sex operator? I mean, he's got the number, maybe like for certain hours, maybe. So, you know, (laughs) she's got a lot of tricks. She can scare you. She can scare you. <laughs> and th- Yeah. And this one's a little bit cheaper than the last. It was $2 for the first. It is. Yeah. So $2, yeah, $2 was the max that was set by the legislation that was passed in 1987. You could charge like the most that you could charge for the first minute, I think was $2. And the most that you could charge for each recurring minute was 45 cents. So this one actually gives you a little bit of a discount, sort of. But I'm imagining that the stories are just longer. So they pick up the difference. Because it's a dollar fifty for the first minute, and then thirty five cents for each additional. Minute. Oh, honey, I would have paid three dollars. A bargain. I'd paid three. Yeah, would you? I would have. Oh. I mean, because you're talking to Robert himself. I mean, not himself, but you're listening to a recording of him. Sort of. Um. So a lot of folks saw an opportunity when it came to Freddie, and it looks like there were multiple supposed Freddie hotlines. So just to name a. few. You, there was one 660 fred for which you just heard the commercial. There was also one 909 fred and one 860 fred just to name a few. Interestingly, callers didn't always get the same thing every time they dialed in. According to some accounts, you'd hear Freddie tell you a spooky story, while according to others, you'd participate in some sort of trivia challenge that was hosted by Freddie himself that promised you uh, an opportunity to be featured in the next Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Although I'm not actually sure how legit that promise was. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Apparently it was like a sweepstakes type thing. Uh, There was even rumored to be an iteration of the Freddy hotline that allowed you to talk to Freddy live, similar to the 1-900-490-DEAD gimmick. Dead gimmick? Yeah. That well, remember we talked about that one where you would uh, the zombie hotline where oh, you would yeah, dial yeah. in and every every now and then a randomly selected caller would get to talk to somebody live. Oh yeah, how how would that work? I mean, Robert's just in bed one night and he's got his phone or you know his phone rings and he's just got to pick it up just and he's like, shit, shit. I gotta be, is it like is it like uh, the red phone? You know, like I they like they have in the White House if that's a thing. You know, where it's like, oh, this is the Freddy phone. Got to pick this up. Is it a bat signal, you know, where the Batman has to come? I mean, is there a Freddy signal? I think it might be a dream job for us. I've come to you this week with a story that's disguised as like a business opportunity. Like, I think we need to figure out some way to like pivot the show into a horror hotline, buy a 900 number and like do it up. 
wonder if you could do it temporarily and then like do it for the Halloween season. Right. You know what I mean? And then just buy it for like a block. If, right. If that's, I don't know if you can do that, but if you could just buy a block for like the October season and then just call the Haunted Heart podcast, would you do it? We ain't going to pick possible? up the phone, girl. You know us. <laughs> well, it would be recordings <laughs> of us. You may catch us live. You won't. Maybe that's uh, a job for Digitally Splice Katie. Maybe we can put that bitch on that. Please don't bring her back up. She's in the closet. Oh, she's she's just resting. <laughs> she's in the closet. Um, so a couple of things. There are a few opportunities that I see here with other franchises, because if you think about it, like what would be another excellent horror hotline to do? Scream. Scream would be really good. Would have been excellent. But I think the thing is that Scream came too late because you couldn't market it to kids under 12 at that point. And then like, you know, realistically, who's going to be calling in, even though I fucking would as a full grown adult, I would be but calling today, a stream hotline if it existed with people like us. With the, I mean, the millennials got to bring it back for I us. Definitely, we don't think have they would have they would do that. We don't have anything to live for. I mean, like we, we could bring the horror hotlines back. It's fine. We don't need the kids. In fact, stay stay out, stay out of here, children. But we could market that shit to adults, and it would be you know what it would be on point. You could do scream. You could do saw. Yeah. Like you get on there and then Jigsaw is like, I want to play a game. Yep. Um, amazing. But also like going back to us, if we were to do that or just in general, like having a hotline where someone recommends a horror film for you, like you talk to some spooky bitch, mm-hmm. you know, and you're, and you're like, hey, uh, you know, I have Shutter or I have, you know, Netflix, which, you know, we got Netflix, Netflix and Kill Honey. Mm hmm. This is what I'm into. What do you recommend? And then just have a spooky bitch talk to you about like what they recommend. But I think that's also like just like what the Internet is for. That's what Netflix does. (laughs) Netflix is like since you watched, Mm -hmm. you know, fucking Pan's Labyrinth. Here is the exorcist. The exorcist. (laughs) And it's like, what? Huh? I don't get it. Sorry, what? What? I think it's the perfect gig for me because it's like Elvira, but over the phone. And that is optimal. So that was kind of going on at the same time, too. So Mm -hmm. because you had like your horror features, you had Elvira and all of that going on at the Mm -hmm. same time. I'm surprised that bitch didn't have a a hotline. I'm sure she did. I didn't come across it in my research, but I'm sure she did. I would. Yeah, I I would hope. I I mean, it's the perfect crossover. I mean, honestly, if I was ever going to run a phone sex hotline, it would be in the style of Elvira. (laughs) Like, to be (laughs) honest with you. You like call the number and just hear my coffin creak open. Hello. <laughs> Except not like that. Except much more sultry than that. Maybe. Maybe exactly like that. <laughs> I, I'm i excited. I, I think that that would be fun. And this was pretty cool. I did not. I definitely did not expect to talk about this today. <laughs> On this day. Way weird. On this day. Did not, did not on this that. Wednesday. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So if you are interested there, we only cover, covered a couple on the show today because honestly, I could sit here and play these clips all day and it would probably get really monotonous and boring for you guys. But I love them all. There are actually um, because the Freddy hotlines were so much at the forefront of the horror hotline culture. A lot of those stories are available to listen to in full online on YouTube, meaning that like like I found one video that was like 45 minutes long 
And it's a couple of the Freddy stories that they would tell you that people would pay for. So I guess somebody like paid for it and recorded it or they released it after the fact, after the Horror Hotline shut down. But definitely go check those out. It makes for a really fun bit of nostalgic entertainment to like light some candles and, you know, nobody's going out much right now um, with everything that's going on. And it can kind of make for a fun night in like listening to that, like by candlelight, either that or quarantine's just finally driven me all the way insane. <laughs> Though that that would be fun. Um, none of these are still active, I'm assuming. None of them are still active, unfortunately. Damn. But like I said, I think we should bring, bring it back. I think we should like bring it in. There was actually a Michael Myers one. Um, there was absolutely. Wait, how does yeah, that work? Yeah, right. You just hear. <laughs> you know what, though? I'm into it. I'm so into it. You just. I'm into it. Yeah. I'm into it. No, there was, so there was an ad for a Michael Myers one, but I didn't want to play it on the show because I'm pretty sure that we would get sued because it plays all of the original John Carpenter music and everything. And I'm like, "Mm, I don't think this is the one. But if you Google um, Michael Myers or Michael Myers Halloween Horror Hotline, you can probably find it. It's on YouTube and it's really, really good. It's a lot of fun. I'm going to have to look up some of these. The damn copyright. Yeah, they're really fun. It's a really cool YouTube hole to fall down. And it's it's not like full of icky negativity, which is great. Like like the other YouTube holes we fall down. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Very much. So. Much like our own <laughs> yes. channel on YouTube. So anyway, guys, that's about it for this episode on Horror Hotlines of the 1980s. I hope you enjoyed this walk down memory lane. And if you want more Haunted Heart in your lives, you can... Check us out on Instagram at The Haunted Heart Podcast. We're also on Facebook. If you search The Haunted Heart Podcast, go ahead and like our page. Give us a little five-star review if you would, if you would, please. Um, You can also write a recommendation, I think, on Facebook. And if you are not in our private Facebook group, please, please join. We have a lot of fun there. There's a lot of people who are far cooler than Kenny or myself in the group. Um, Our Murder Mod Squad people are too, to name. But if you do, it is private, so nobody can see what you're posting, what we're talking about. It is That's for your privacy. So if you request to join, either Kenny, myself, or a member of the Murder Mod Squad will approve you, and you can get on down with us in the Facebook group. Talk about episodes. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, we're also on Twitter at The Haunted Heart. And if you want to support the show, if you like what we're doing and you think we deserve it, um, head over to www.patreon.com slash the haunted heart and consider donating to support what we're doing and keep keep us churning out the old content. Yeah, for as little as a dollar and then 35 cents a minute after that. (laughs) I know, right? What, what a, what a structure, what a scheme, right? That would be incredible. We could do like a horror hotline call every month for Patreon. I'm telling you, I'm going to research this. I'm researching this. It's the thing. I want to know how much it would cost for us to have our own 1-900 number. But if you do choose to support the show, what you will get from us, definitely, most assuredly, um, among extra added bonuses that we throw in as we go along, you will get one spooky smut reading per month. You will get one Netflix and Kill episode per month. And those are only on Patreon. It's exclusive for our Patreon members who do help us support the show. We really appreciate it. Couldn't do it without you. And thank you so much. Yes, we love it. We appreciate you. Every last one of you from the cannibal cult members to the haunted heart harems to the stay spookies. All of you. We love you. We appreciate y'all. 
Hugs and kisses. Hugs and kisses. And with that, I think we're pretty much closing out 2020. Yep. Closing out 2020. It's been a bitch. It has. It's It's been been a a real one. It's been a bitch. And uh, you know what? Glad to see her go. (laughs) Bye. Get out. The door hit you on the way out. Get, get, get on out. Smudge you out, girl. Smoke cleanse 2020 out of this space. Well, here's the deal. Nobody's under the illusion of, you know, thinking that everything that's wrong in the world right now today is going to make an about face just because we flip over the page on our calendars. But the year really is what you make it. So as we're closing out the year, take some time to yourself to focus on what your intentions for the new year are and what you want to do with that time. However, you know, regardless of whatever else is going on in the world, or maybe because of what's going on in the world, what sort of change do you want to implement in yourself? What sort of change do you want to foster in other people? And how are you going to seize the chaos magic within you and make 2021 work for you? Right. Mm -hmm. So it's all in what you bring to it. You guys know that I believe that big believer in chaos magic. So just sort of take some time, center yourself, focus your intentions and see what you can manifest in the new year, regardless of whatever else is going on. Absolutely. And with that, we will see you in 2021, Darklings. Yes. Until next year. Stay. Stay.